some more digging and some more research on the differences between the sport pilot certificate and the private pilot certificate. And then for anybody who doesn't know, um, there are some big differences. Uh, the sport pilot can only fly an airplane up to 1,320 pounds. It can only fly an airplane at night. Uh, you can only fly fixed gear. Um, fixed pitch propeller uh, and there, there's plenty of other limitations but the one thing that's really appealing is that you don't need to go get an FAA medical all you have to have is a valid driver's license that alone counts as your medical so I like that because I'm not in the best of shape and although I could probably pass a medical I like the idea of not having to deal with it the other thing that is very attractive to me about the sport pilot license is that the required minimum flight training for sport pilot is one half of what it is for private pilot and also the flight training hours that you spend working towards your uh, sport pilot license also counts towards your private pilot so if you do your private or your sport pilot and you pass all your tests and you get your certificate you're already halfway done with your private pilot so you can come back later and finish it up and have your private pilot's license the only thing that you that really doesn't count is the knowledge test you have to have a written test you have to have an oral test and you have to have uh, what they call a check ride, an actual uh, FAA or a DPE, a person has to go up in the airplane with you and make sure that you actually know what you're doing and that you're not going to kill yourself or anybody else. So those three things have to be redone. And from what I understand, the knowledge test is about $150. And the check ride and oral is in the four to $500 range. It's going to vary from one place to another. But in the grand scheme of things, really that's a pretty much peanuts compared to how much the actual flight training costs. So I really like the idea that I can get my sport pilot's license for half the price of private pilot. And actually it's less than half, but I'll go into that in a little bit. Um, I can get it for half the price of the private pilot, and if I want to later, I can go on and continue my training, and I'm not really lost anywhere. I'm out a few hundred dollars. Now, for anyone who hasn't researched, um, the FAA minimum required flight training hours for sport pilot is 20 hours. So for those 20 hours... I mean, there are some things that I'm off on here, but just really basically, 
for those 20 hours, you have to hire an airplane and you have to hire an instructor. And the FAA minimums for private pilot is 40 hours. Now, the one thing that I've learned is that nobody graduates private pilot at 40 hours. Some people do, very few. And the same is true for sport pilot. The FAA minimum is 20 hours, but that doesn't mean that at 20 hours you are trained enough to be proficient. It just means that they're trying to make sure that you aren't just thrown out there with no training. You have to have at least 20 hours, but most good instructors are not going to let you go at 20 hours. They're going to let you go when you're ready. And for different people, that's going to mean different things. Uh, if you were an old pilot from long time ago and your your certificate fell out, and but you've flown airplanes, or maybe you've grown up with a dad who's a pilot who's let you take the controls of his airplane. Now, you're obviously going to graduate sooner than than others. Some people who have no clue about the fundamentals of flight or any of those other things those are the ones that are going to take a little longer. So I looked into it, and sport pilots, at least here in Arizona, places that train for sport pilots are actually kind of few and far between. There's not a whole lot of them out there. But I did find a few. Um, most places are private pilot. So I uh, called and talked to a lot of people, did a lot of emailing, and I found a place in Glendale that is $85 an hour for the plane and $50 an hour for the uh, instructor. And then after doing some more digging, the only other option that I could really find was another place at Falcon Field Airport in Mesa, uh, and the plane there was 150 some odd dollars, I believe. Oh no, I'm sorry, it was 125 for the airplane, and it was 67 for the instructor. So, I scheduled discovery flights. Now, I really recommend, if you ever think that even maybe you might want to do aviation for a living for a hobby for just for fun i really implore you to go out and do one of these discovery flights they it was amazing so i scheduled the discovery flight um and i met up with the instructor in glendale and this is for the 85 dollar an hour plane and it was a vans rv12 uh, experimental SLSA airplane, which is light sport. Um, and he took me up, and it it was absolutely incredible. It, it was a, a small amount of fear mixed in with a huge amount of just amazement. I haven't been up in a small airplane literally since I was about six or seven years old. And even that, in that ultralight, it was not very high. When my dad took me up in his ultralight, we never flew very high. And we were up at 3,500 feet, going over um, 
the Buttes Mountains, and it was incredible. It the view of Phoenix Stadium, and the view of Phoenix International Raceway, and all the it was absolutely amazing. Uh, and it was really short. It's a half hour flight. The Discovery flight is half an hour, and it was ninety nine dollars. And from what I've gathered, everywhere that I've looked into is the exact same price. For the most part, you're paying for the airplane. The instructor really does not make anything on that Discovery flight. His job is to convince you that you want to do this so that he can make some money. Uh, and it's really not hard to convince you that it's something you want to do because I'm telling you, when you go up, it's amazing. So we were up for 30 minutes, and then we came back, and, you know, I was grinning ear to ear, and he asked my wife, would you like to go up? And she says, oh yeah. So he took her up, and they just went around the pattern a couple of times. And now she was pretty much against this. I'll just say that. She thought that this was too much money. Uh, it was kind of a waste of time. It's something that we're never going to be able to fit into our budget. Um, and just thought it was all kind of silly. So she went up for her ride. Skeptical. She wanted to go for a ride just to check it out, but she didn't really think much of it. She landed, and the canopy opened, and she looked at me and took off her headset, and she goes... Oh, you got to do this. That was so cool. So uh, that really kind of cemented it for her as well as me. So the uh, the instructor, he was he was an interesting guy. Uh, he was younger. Uh, well, no, I would take that back. I, he was probably around my age. Um. And he's an acrobatic pilot, and he just does instructing for fun. And I kind of like that. So after that experience, we drove home. Now, the, the worst part about the Discovery flight in Glendale with the Vans RV, there was a few things that were kind of not disappointing, but just kind of cons, I suppose, as opposed to pros. The the plane was pretty cramped because I'm not the skinniest of guys. The plane was a little cramped. Um, and I'd hoped that maybe I could find something more comfortable. And I found out later that's naive, but we'll get into that. Um, and the, the, the But the biggest thing really was that Glendale is almost a 50-minute drive from my house in Mesa. So skip forward another week, and we schedule a second um, Discovery flight, this time with Falcon Field in Mesa. Now the nice thing about Falcon Field is that it is literally three blocks from my house. Every time a plane takes off, they take off over the roof of my house. I actually enjoy it. And one of the cool parts about Falcon Field is they house a DC-3, 
the war era DC-3. They house a B-25 Mitchell, AT-6 Texans, uh, many Stearmans. Stearmans don't really excite me much, but a lot of people think they're cool. And a B-17 Flying Fortress. And let me tell you, when that thing flies over the house, it's amazing. So, we talked to the guy, and he asks if my wife wants to go as well, and she says, yeah, she does. So, he says, okay, we'll just take the, the 172, um, instead of taking the Cessna 162. They're a Cessna place, they have all Cessnas. Uh, and the first place I did my discovery at, kind of going back a little bit, um, only one plane in the fleet. It's a small hangar. It's only one plane. And from what I gather, it's a gentleman who purchased an airplane. And he thought a great way to pay for that airplane would be just to rent it out on weekends for flight training. And whenever it's not being rented out, he'll use it himself. And really, brilliant idea. But the cool thing is that he doesn't have a building. He doesn't have uh, much overhead. He has a small hangar, only one plane to maintain, and that's why his prices are low. Back to the the second Discovery flight I'm on. This is with an FBO, uh, Falcon Executive Aviation, and they are a larger outfit. They've got a big building there on the airport that they have to pay for. Uh, they have a small fleet of, of Cessnas that they have to pay for. Um, so their prices are, are naturally higher. Uh, the plane that we got into was a newer... I don't know the exact year. He didn't mention it. It was a newer 172. It had full glass panel displays in it. And the instructor was a very young guy. Uh, I'm guessing late teens, early 20s. Although I didn't ask. And he mentioned to me that he was working on obtaining his um, commercial pilot license. Or transport pilot, I don't remember exactly. He's working on a higher uh, level. He needed 1,500 flight hours. And that's why he became an instructor, because it helps him get his flight hours. Looking back, it's something he probably shouldn't have told me. We went up and we did our flight. It was actually it was more beautiful than the first one. The Vans RV twelve, the first plane I flew, was a low wing plane. Obviously the Cessna one seventy two is a high wing plane. You can see more ground out of a high wing plane. I really enjoyed that. Um we flew around South Mountain and then we headed out to uh, Suoro Lake, and then we wrapped around to Fountain Hills, and then we came home, and it was, again, only 30 minutes, and again, it was $99. It was too short. Um, he had me take the controls uh, after we took off, and then we leveled out, and he had me fly the pattern around uh, South Mountain and out to Canyon Lake and all that. And as soon as we got back towards Falcon Field, he took the controls. So it, it gives you a, a, a sense of what it's like to actually fly an airplane. And really, it's incredibly simple. Uh, it's exactly like I thought it would be. You know, flying RC planes, 
I know how airplanes are supposed to react. I understand ailerons and elevators and rudders, and I, I understand how all that stuff works. So none of it is a mystery to me. Um, of course, actually using it, I've never done, but, you know, it wasn't so bad. So we get back to the airport, and I start talking to him, and I start probing. Now, I've done all my research, and I kind of know, for the most part, how things work, but I'm asking him questions as if I haven't. And my first thing is I start talking to a, to him about sport pilot. He wanted nothing to do with sport pilot. Every time I tried to talk to him about sport pilot, he kept trying to talk me out of it. You don't really want to do sport pilot. You want to do private pilot. Sport pilot is it's a waste of time. Uh, you, you really don't want to get into that. You really want to do private pilot. Because you'll have to do your knowledge test over. You'll have to do your oral test over. You have to do all this testing over. And he was really doing the hard sell for private pilot. So my next question to him was, your students, what is what is the normal graduation rate uh, of your students as far as how many hours it takes them? And his reply to me was 75 hours or more. He goes, at least 75 hours, usually more. Now, I know that the FAA minimum is 40, and I know that the national average is in the 60s, and I also know that this is a big company trying to pay for a lot of overhead, and I know that this is an instructor who needs as many flight hours as possible. So his answers and his desire to have nothing to do with Sport Pilot turned me off completely. I will not be going back there. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I got the impression that they were looking to milk me for money, and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Their plane was $155 an hour, the uh, 172 that I flew, and the instructor was $67 an hour. So we're looking at like $135 an hour total for the RV-12 in Glendale, versus $225 or somewhere around there for the 172 in Mesa, three blocks from the house. At 75 hours at that rate, I mean, you're looking at $14,000, dollars $16,000. That, that's not acceptable to me when I can do the deal in Glendale for... Less than $4,000. So, I can now do one flight a week. The flights are slightly more than an hour. The total for the week is going to be about $175 a week for flight training. And then there's going to be, I don't know, 18, 20 weeks, whatever it may be, of, of flight training. And uh, so that is the route I'm going to go. There were a few other options for Sport Pilot, but nothing that I was too interested in. Uh, I've done some research on the RV-12, and, you know, maybe I will build that airplane. If you haven't, if you don't know anything about it, look it up. 
Um, it's a home-built airplane you build in your garage with pretty much basic tools. Basic tools to me, anyhow. And, you know, you buy it in sections at like five, dollars $6,000 a section, and then you build it. I think that is something that could possibly be obtainable. So, step one in this whole thing was figuring out what I want. And so, at this point, what I want is a sport pilot certificate. Where, do, where am I going to do it, and how much is it going to cost? Well, it's going to cost about $4,000. And I'm going to do it in Glendale with the Vans RV-12. Step three was a little bit tougher. How can I afford this? So that was a matter of looking at my bills and making a decision to cut out all the fat. I'm no more going out to eat. Um, our typical meals at home, which, you know, I like to cook. We like to eat well. I'm going to cut those meals back a little bit. So typically weekly we spend, oh, about $180 to $225 a week on groceries. Myself, my wife, my, my daughter. That is getting cut back. Um, if we can keep it to $150, that'll be better. I've started uh, bargain shopping for bulk dry goods on Amazon, such as toilet paper and paper towels and food for the cats and stuff. If I can get it a few dollars cheaper from Amazon and have it shipped in instead of going to Walmart or whatever and buying it, then I do that. And all the money that I'm saving doing these things is going into credit cards. Let's get these credit cards paid off. And then once that credit card's paid off, use the, the money that I was paying into that credit card extra plus my normal credit card payment, and let's put that into the next bill. So... I've already gotten uh, one credit card paid off. I've got one more of my own. I never had big credit cards, but, you know, $1,000, $2,000. So let's get those paid off. And then let's get um, my cell phone. Let's, let's get that cell phone paid off. Uh, so I'm not paying for the phone anymore. I'm just paying for the service. Um, and then I'm going to go into my wife's bills. We need to pay off... Uh, the AC we had installed in our house, we had to get a loan for that. So let's get that loan paid off. That's only a couple of grand. And I think we can do this all within within a year if we really start pinching pennies and putting all of our money into paying off bills, getting lowering our debt, um, and then hopefully paying off my wife's car and my own car. And, and at that point, we will have enough extra money that we can look into purchasing an airplane or renting an airplane. That's something we're going to have to look into. Once we have the certificate, how much do we use it? If we don't use it enough, then it's not worth building an airplane or buying an airplane. It's all something we have to look into. So, that's enough for today. Um, join me next time, and we'll take the next step together. Bye.
was a time when we never let go.